0: Hello, and welcome to Let's Break the Silence with Angeline. Let's Break the Silence is a safe space for people to discuss their experiences of domestic abuse. In this episode, Angeline is joined by Denise Cavalascus, who will share her story. Well, good afternoon, everyone, or good evening from wherever you are tuning in from, my name is Angeline Constatitu, I am the founder podcaster and coach of Let's Break the Silence with Angeline. And our podcast empowers women to rediscover themselves, reinvigorate their lives, and regain their power after domestic abuse. We have an exciting guest with us. So Denise is a survivor and thriver of narcissistic abuse. Denise is the founder of Life After Narcissism CSW Coaching a global resource for victims of emotional abuse that offers support and coaching to women who are ready to break ties with narcissistic abuse in past relationships. As a survivor of trauma and narcissistic abuse, Denise uses her real life experience as a way to connect with others and teach, love and support them in their healing journey. Denise's mission statement is to enhance the lives of survivors of abuse. Through the four core pillars of healing, we empower women to heal the trauma and awaken their true potential to create an extraordinary life after narcissism. She has a clear vision for seeing the spots that exist in every stuck situation and the creativity to transform it. Denise has managed to come out of her own 22-year toxic relationship with a smiling face and a positive attitude, and now shows other women just like you how to do the same. So without further ado,
1: hi, Denise. Hi, Angeline. I'm so excited to be here today and talk to you and share this message. I am so
0: glad that you're here with us. Thank you. I am so glad that you are here with us. So who is Denise? Please tell us, the viewers who are tuning in today. So who is Denise? Where did she come from?
1: Well, the Denise now is happy, living a fulfilling, amazing life, relationships, everything is so over the top, amazing and beautiful and wonderful and inspiring. The Denise now shares her message. The Denise now is completely different from the Denise that she used to be. So, where I started was coming from that 22 year relationship that you were describing in my bio mm-hmm. and living through narcissistic abuse and not even knowing it. I think this is really important, Angelina, because a lot of people are in these relationships and don't even know it. Me, right? Mm. It wasn't until I was out of the relationship for two years that I realized what I had been through. So narcissistic abuse, I I share it as the silent abuse, because unlike Mm -hmm. domestic violence, abuse, relationships, or sexual abuse, there's it's clear as day that this is the abuse that's going right. on. Right. Okay. So I got married really young, 21 years old. I had my first child at 23, my second child at 24. I was madly in love with my then husband, wanted a family, was excited to have a family. And, you know, the the, the red flags and the signs were there even back then, even before I walked down the aisle. But when you don't know what, this truly is. Mm -hmm. You just make excuses and you think he's having a bad day or this, you know, whatever. And so that 22 years, I'm a slow learner. (laughs) It took me to, you know, it took a lot of traumas and dramas throughout the 22 years to finally say, I'm not happy. This is exhausting you know, when you have kids, you try to, you want the kids to have a family. You want to keep the family together. That was my goal, right? To keep the family together, to not have my kids have a part-time homes and and part-time parents and all of that, that goes in with divorce, which I'm sure every person thinks about when they, you know, consider divorce. So it took me, you know, that thought process to keep our family together and try to hold everything together. But the more that I was trying to hold everything together, the more it was completely falling apart. So the Denise before was miserable, sad, clueless to what she was going through and really just wanted, you know, the happily ever after ending, you know, but things turned out differently. And through all of that emotional pain and trauma and everything that I had been through, never thinking in a million years that this is the life that I would have now. So wow, completely different. Completely
0: different. Completely different. I just want to read Michelle's comment here. So many people are in them and unaware of the toxicity they're living in, living in, which is true, Michelle. Absolutely.
1: 100%. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So how does one, okay, so how does, how does one feel safe and trust again? Mm. Yeah, so- Yeah. Uh, What are the strategies that you implemented? In other words, for yourself.
1: Yeah. So those are two of the things that women share with me that they struggle in. Mm -hmm. They say, I want to feel safe in a relationship and I don't know how to trust because they, and it's no wonder after what they've been through, of course, they're going to feel this way. So through all of the traumas and the dramas that they've been through, they've built up this huge brick wall energetically around them to not let anybody in their heart because they don't want to feel that pain again. They don't want to go through that emotional pain again. It's extremely painful, mm. truthful. It is. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a level of safety first in order to trust again. And so what I share with women is that the safety, the safe feeling has to come from within. So okay. I share with, with women. All right, do you feel safe with yourself? What are the thoughts that you're saying? What's the conversation that you're having with yourself? And are those conversations safe? Or are you being critical of yourself? Are you being judgmental of yourself? Right? Because if that's the conversation that's going on inside of your head, that's not feeling safe. That's fight or flight. That's very much on the edge. Mm -hmm. right? So the safety feeling has to come from within first in order for you to get to the point to feel safe enough to trust not only yourself, but other people to let down that wall, to let somebody in, right, right, to be emotionally available to be emotionally vulnerable. After what you've been through, there has to be that healing process to heal from the past experiences that they've had. And safety and security and trusting these are all huge factors in that process of healing. Okay,
0: that yes, I agree. I agree. And Kerwin, he's from South Africa. Kerwin, welcome, Kerwin, another good friend that I met on TikTok.
1: Yay, dark
0: reporter by cause. And Michelle says you have to learn
1: to trust yourself first. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. 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 Yeah. I think that's the misconception too, is that people think, you know, there's this overwhelming feeling. I know I get overwhelmed if I think, oh God, I have to learn how to trust. I would have to learn how to trust everybody else, like dating for instance. Okay. So let's say somebody has been in this type of relationship, they got out of it and perhaps they didn't know what truly they've been through. This was this was my story, right? And then you go out and you go back out and date. And then you think, oh gosh, how am I going to trust all of these people that I'm interacting with? That's very overwhelming because you're thinking I have to learn how to, how am I going to trust this person and this person and this person when it's, that's not how it goes. It's actually the opposite. It's how do I trust myself first? Mm -hmm. And my trusting by trusting myself, I'll know, with my own body that communicates with me every day, if this person is a yes, trustworthy or no trustworthy, which for me, I know that brings like, it pulls it all in and brings like a calming feeling like, Oh, good. I don't have to learn how to trust every single person on the planet. I just have to learn how to trust myself. And then I'll know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Now you talk about Oh, let's see what Kerwin says. We're having an interesting discussion here today. This is what I love. So please smash the heart button. Let us know if this live is resonating with you. Please share this out with a friend or if you have a private Facebook group. Okay, so Kerwin says, in my view, women have so much power. They are capable of so much. They need to realize their strength and rise above all the hurdles they face. Boy, Kerwin, you nailed it.
1: We all have that power men and women we all have that ability and that power yeah and we all have our unique power so yeah what current is saying women do have we have our own feminine power and men have their own masculine power and here's what i've discovered in in all of these years of doing uh, coaching women out of these narcissistic abusive relationships is that when they're in these relationships they've actually pulled in more of their masculine energy, Mm. which I call the mother energy. The mother energy is she loves too much. She gives too much. She does too much for everybody else. And she puts herself on the back burner. So when a woman is in mother energy, she, because we know scientifically that like energy attracts like energy. Exactly. When, when she's in the mother energy, she's going to attract child energy. And the child energy is when you look at narcissistic behavior, okay. that's child energy. So the mother energy and the child energy go together. It's not healthy, but it is, they go together. So the key in all of this is to have the woman in the relationship or the man, the man can be in this energy too. parent energy
0: got it okay where he's
1: loving too much giving too much doing too much for everybody else and he's putting himself on the back burner and so he's going to attract the narcissistic woman the child energy right so the key is is for the for the woman to be in her feminine her feminine energy which is the duality of both right it's mm-hmm. right exactly it's the woman energy and right. same and same for the man because the man he's actually in his feminine energy too much, right? So he needs to pull back and have the balance of both to have a healthy relationship. And I agree. Totally
0: yeah. agree with you. Totally agree with you. Okay. So you talk about the pillars. Mm-hmm. Okay. So
1: let's talk about the pillars. Okay.
0: That you bring to let's. the table. <laughs>
1: Okay, so three of these. So these are the three, they originated from the three keys of healing. And I cannot take credit for them because they were taught to us by our great masters Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, masters like that. Right. So, and those three keys are self love, okay, forgiveness, and truth. Mm, Okay. Those are the three keys. I've added. Trust. And that's how it becomes the four core pillars of healing. Trust. Because like I said, this is the number one thing that women share with me that they struggle with trust. And it's no wonder when you've been cheated on, when you've been lied to, when you've been duped in relationships over and over again, of course, you're not going to trust. That's a normal human reaction. So these are the four core pillars of healing ourselves Mm. so that we can now step into, confidently step into a new and healthy relationship. When you love yourself 100%, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, including the past, including the hurt, including the pain, right? This is like what Karen was saying. You're stepping into your power, right? Right, exactly. When you can forgive yourself, forgive yourself for the choices that you've made in the past, the the things that you did or didn't do, forgiveness all around. Again, you're standing in your power. And truth, so huge, Angeline, truth. Because the things that I share out in public are things that I would not dream in the past of sharing my truth. Right, exactly. Because there was such shame around my truth. There was such guilt around my truth. There was such blame on myself around my truth, that I was humiliated by sharing these things because of what, you know, that voice inside me was like, oh my God, Denise, really? You're so stupid. How could you do that? How could you stay in this relationship for 22 years? On and on and on with that, you know, I call her the the Debbie Downer, the negative Nancy voice inside right, of us. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So truth is really, really important to be able to share your truth, even if it's just with yourself doesn't mean you have to get on a platform like this and tell the whole world. It just means that you are comfortable with your truth. You've accepted what has happened and you, that way you can move on from it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's important. Yeah. You know, for me, it was stepping into my own truth. And for me, I had to be transparent and vulnerable. Right. You know,
1: That's and important.
0: Yeah, and first of all, admit that I was playing the victim.
1: Yes, that's huge. That's a big one right
0: there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. That is absolutely huge.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: admitting, you know, that you were the victim, and now you're ready to go to victor from victim to victor and thrive after domestic abuse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, but I do want to talk about forgiveness. Yeah. Because I believe that that is very hard for abuse survivors. Mm -hmm. So what were the strategies that you implemented as far as forgiveness is concerned?
1: Well, one of the first things that really hit me, not hard, but like really hit me to where I was like, oh, whoa, was listening to Louise Hay talk about forgiveness Mm. and the way that she explained it which was, you know, because it's, I did it too. It's very easy to come out of these types of relationships. And for us as the, the victim to point the finger at so-and-so and and -and such-and-such person and situation that they did this, they did that. I, I wasn't a part of that. Right. I remember myself, pointing the finger at my ex and saying, well, I wasn't the cheater. I wasn't the liar. I wasn't the one who was doing drugs. I wasn't the one who was bringing home STDs, right? You were the one who was doing that. So I was blaming him. Yeah. And so Louise Hay explains it so eloquently with looking at your parents as once upon a time, we were all children. We were all children, every one of us. So looking at your abuser and you have to really come to like this point this is not like straight out out the bat with forgiveness right i mean you know angeline you've had to go through this process i well know she says look at your your parents were one time children and what did they go through mm-hmm. as children yeah what did they endure as little children and what did they you know, what did they take on? What did they go through? What, what emotional pain, you know, what did they, what was their childhood like? And when you can look at that person as a child versus this adult monster who did what they did, right. Especially, you know, parents, it becomes less difficult and challenging to start your forgiveness process. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah, so that was one of the first things that really like helped me to start forgiving. The other one was when I when I was just, what I was just sharing, like how I blamed my ex husband for you know basically everything, and mm-hmm. then I was I had my first empowerment coach, and she was like she said something along the lines of, "Well, what did you bring to the relationship? What was your contribution mm-hmm. to the relationship?" I and, like that. I yeah. Like that. And at that time, I was in my victim story, like you were saying, right? I was just pointing the finger and, you know, I was doing everything, trying to save and do all the good things, right? But when I took a deeper look at what I was co-creating, those two people in a relationship are co-creating. There's Mm -hmm. 50-50. We're both in it. What was I contributing to that relationship? Then I started to break it down and look at it as like, Oh. oh, yeah. I made excuses and I lied too. I lied for him, right? I lied to people. I wasn't standing in my truth. I wasn't standing in my power. I was making excuses for his behavior. And there's the mother energy, right? The mother energy. Think of the mother with the spoiled little brat child, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, Mrs. Kavalasquez, Johnny was really bad in school today. And the mom says, Oh, well, he didn't get enough sleep last night. So, you know, I'm sorry, you know, making excuses, apologizing for the child's behavior, not holding the child accountability, or even having a discussion with the child of like, why were you, you know, misbehaving in school today, and working it out. So this was, this was the part of my journey where I had to take responsibility for my half of the relationship my half not his half my half right okay see that yeah You took ownership ownership yes
0: wow yeah you have to you have to take ownership that's what i did i took ownership so let's read some of the comments here forgive michelle forgiveness is key for freedom to break free and the healing process.
1: Totally agree. Michelle. Absolutely. Yes, that is great. That- break free mm-hmm. from the internal prison that we've put ourselves in by not forgiving and holding those grudges. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And Delroy is from the UK. Hey, Delroy, how are you? See, hey, Denise. hey, Delroy, <laughs> we have some nice comments here today. I like that way of looking at it. Exactly. Awesome. Glad it's helping. It is helping. Yes. Now I have another question to ask you, how does someone fully identify and heal their triggers? So in other words, if someone is triggered,
1: I love talking about triggers. Yes. uh, good.
0: Let's elaborate on that.
1: (laughs) Okay. So first let me, let me share what is a trigger, right? Because everybody thinks a trigger is, Oh, that, that, you know, people get triggered, of. they don't even know. Right. So TV characters or whatever. And they're like, Oh, he or she pissed me off. I can't believe he or she said that. Here's what a trigger is. A trigger is simply an old story and, or an open wound. Okay. Okay. So let's say for example, you watch a commercial and it pisses you off right? The commercial, the the storyline of the commercial pisses you off. So it's not that that commercial pissed you off. It's the, the reaction of the feeling you got from the commercial that pissed you off. Old story, open wound. So now you have to tie back this feeling that you have. So first identify your, the feeling that you have right? It's not the commercial. It's like how I feel. So how do I feel? I feel pissed off. Okay, well, we know that anger is a layer over hurt. What am I hurting about? Right? You can ask yourself these questions and get to get the answer. Your higher self, your inner self will answer it for you. So what am I pissed off about? What am I hurt about? Right? And see what comes up. You can also journal on this or meditate or whatever. Mm. Right? So then an image will come up in your head or a scenario, an old story, a situation, you as a child, maybe you know, a, a visual of a time will come up in your head. And that's how you can identify, okay, that's when I was hurt. Who hurt me? Who was that person that hurt me? Right. Because remember this is an old story, it's an open wound. So now you've identified, oh, it was, it was my mom or it was my dad or it was whoever that hurt me. Okay, And when you can identify who it was, where you were, how old you were, now you can go in and you can give that version of you, that eight-year-old version of you, that 10-year-old version of you, that five-year-old version of you, the proper and healthy attention that that version of you didn't get in that old story, in that open wound. Okay, okay. So whether that be, I like to, I like writing exercises to release it out of your body. Absolutely. So,
0: totally agree with you. Totally agree. So I
1: would say write to your eight-year-old self or, you know, whatever version of that was yourself, right? right? So dear Denise, eight years old. And then you, as an adult that you are now having the tools and the knowledge and the love and support that you have now, giving that to your eight-year-old version that she didn't get at that time and basically rewrite the story is what you're doing. You're rewriting the story. Okay. Okay. And releasing it out of your body to peel, shed and heal it.
0: There you go. There you go. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that because there are some women who have trouble dealing with
1: the triggers. Yes. I have a whole process. That's just like an overlay of the process that I go through with my clients for triggers. I have a whole Mm -hmm. process that goes through questions to ask and get to the real, like, nitty gritty of, you know, peeling, shedding, and healing back this old story, this open wound, so that it never shows up again. So now the next time you see that same commercial, you think, oh, that used to piss me off, but not anymore. You react differently to it. You have a different reaction now and I call it like you have no charge to it anymore. You're very neutral about it. Right. It's not good and it's not bad. It just is. And I'm fine with it either way.
0: Right. Exactly. Now I just want to talk about something that happened this morning. So there is a lady who now has realized that she hasn't completely healed from her narcissistic abuse and is in another relationship. And now she's trying to heal this person and she's feeling exhausted. So you may know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention the name for privacy. Mm -hmm. So how do you go about helping that woman, you know, to, you know, to make sure that because you can't pour from an empty cup. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, you cannot go into another relationship unless you have completely healed from trauma and not abuse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, so what does she do in that situation? If she's trying to, you know, she's pouring from an empty cup, how can she be completely healed herself when she can't even help her partner?
1: So the first thing that she has to realize is, mm-hmm. is asking herself, why do I feel It's necessary for me to save everybody else.
0: Ah, right,
1: and not save myself. Mm. Like, where do I fit into this? Right. So, mother energy, she has a huge rescuer side to her, and a lot of my clients are empathic. They're empaths, and empaths—they're very much. They and this is why empaths and narcissistic people go together like peanut butter and jelly. Boy. Unfortunately, it's a match made in hell because Boy. one's a giver, one's a taker, and they go together, right? And so the empath who is the giver, she has a huge or he has a huge rescuer side to them, and the and empaths are so beautiful. They're so amazing. They're so beautiful, and. They see narcissistic people. They see the good in narcissistic people. They want to see the good and they try to pull that out of them. And that's where the saving comes in and trying to rescue them because they see that this person can be good. There was a once upon a time, they were a good person, right? And so they try to go in and save this person, but you can't save. Well, you, first of all, you can't save a narcissist. You can't save anybody. The only person that you can save yeah, is you, is yourself. And so I would say, first identify, like, why do you feel it's important for you to save all of these people and not you? Where do you fall in the line of importance for yourself? Exactly, exactly. Right, because that's when, like you said, she'll choose to fill her cup up first and pour from it runneth over, not pour from an empty cup
0: exactly exactly
1: yeah so that would be the first thing that i would share and also to like recognize that it's not right or wrong that she's in mother energy it just is it's just an energy and there's nothing wrong damaged or broken about this person she just needs to shift from the mother energy to the woman energy it's just a shift in energy okay. Right? so there's nothing that needs to be fixed You know, there's no surgery that needs to get done. It's just a shift of the energy from the mother energy to the woman energy.
0: And I agree with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well said. And I want to read some of the other comments here. Sure. Kerwin, that's an awesome way to deal with triggers. I like it. And we'll use it. Oh, good. Score (laughs) Kerwin. You're a champion. Delroy, yes, you respond instead of react. And Delroy says, yes, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't. There's no way. And yeah. you have to kill yeah. yourself. You can't wow. save the other person. That's what I tried to do for too long. Yeah. You can only save yourself. Yeah. Pay attention yeah. to you.
1: Yeah and and we we both angeline talk from experience right that's why we're here no. so we know when like the scenario that you just brought up of the of the person who's now in another situation another relationship and she wants to save this person we we've been there we know yeah. what it's like and we know how it ended it never ends well these no. people narcissistic people abusive people are energy vampires They suck all the energy from you. They leave you depleted. A lot of them. I've heard many, many stories because they're takers. So not only are they taking energy, but they're taking money. They're taking, you know, other relationships. They're taking your heart. They're take, take, taking. And I've heard women who are completely like broke and depleted because of the relationship that they were in. And it's it's hard to hear these stories and to go through these stories and, and, and even just to know, like it's simply just shifting your energy from the mother energy to the woman energy so that you never attract these takers again.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're energy vampires. They exactly. are no doubt about it.
1: That's never going to change.
0: Exactly. And Delroy says shift of the energy. From the mother energy, which I love, that and and the woman, too. yeah. From the mother energy to the woman energy, yeah. Well, this is truly amazing. I really, I am so happy that you joined us today. Before we close the broadcast, where can people find you?
1: My website, True Love After Toxic Love dot com. Yep, there it is. Okay, good. it's still being built up. But all of the contact information is there where they can find me and you know, an ebook and some other fun stuff there. Yeah, true love after toxic love.com.
0: All right, good. And can anyone book a call with you? Like a
1: clarity yes. call? All right, Absolutely. I call cool. it a heal your heart session.
0: You know what? I love that heal your heart session. I love, yeah. I love that. Yeah, because we have to heal
1: first. That's right.
0: Now, have you incorporated meditations because there's a lot of chakra meditations and
1: yes, I love doing meditation. So whenever I do challenges or websites or anything, I always implement the meditation at the end because again, when people show up for these types of things, they're shifting their energy, whether they know it or not. Right. So the old, so for instance, You're welcome, Delroy. You're welcome, Delroy. Yeah. So for instance, like I have an upcoming trust again challenge. Mm -hmm. So as they're learning how to trust again, they're shifting the energy from the old version of them who didn't trust Mm -hmm. to the new version of them who does trust. And the meditation brings, pulls all that new energy in. Yeah. Heal your heart, body, and soul. Yes. There you
0: go. Heal your heart, body, and soul. There you go. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. I
1: love
0: it. It's beautiful. So how often do you do the challenges? Is it once a month?
1: Yeah. Well, every other month. And then I'll do like a masterclass in between. So every month I have something going on to share this information. Yeah. Good.
0: Awesome. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. So Denise, in closing... What's a special message that you would like to share to the audience who is tuning in today?
1: What I always love to share Angeline is for you to be kind and patient with yourself during this time, the healing process needs extreme self care. So care for yourself, like get those extra you know, bubble baths or go f- treat mm-hmm. yourself to a massage or a facial or just have some girlfriends over and do it, you know, just give yourself that extreme self-care and be patient and kind to yourself during this process.
0: And you know what? That is great advice. That is excellent advice. And speaking yeah. of that, I am going to take care of me. <laughs> I am taking care of me. So after this broadcast is over, I am going to go outside. And get some fresh air, even though yeah. it's 20 degrees here. I'm gonna go drive to the park, but I'm not gonna you're get brave. out of the car, even just not getting out of the car. You know, you're in fresh air, yeah, you know, that's true, and it doesn't cost you anything,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, you know,
1: yeah,
0: things like take a bubble bath. I have a bathtub here, take a bubble
1: bath. Yeah, a detox bath. Can I share wow. real quick what a detox bath is? Yeah, yes, please,
0: please for you and your that. audience.
1: Okay, Epsom salt. Yes, I
0: have Epsom salt.
1: Okay, four cups of Epsom salt. Okay, and thirty-two ounces of hydrogen peroxide. This is a detox okay. bath.
0: Oh good! Oh good. Okay, I, like
1: I I share this with everybody, but especially when you're peeling, shedding, and healing from the narcissistic abuse or any abuse in your life, it's really good to take a detox bath. You can even take a dry brush, and and dry brush your skin before you get into the tub. You know, your body, your arms, your legs, and stuff. Right. Right. And then get into this warm or hot bath with four cups of Epsom salt. And thirty-two ounces of hydrogen peroxide and Ooh, detox like that, that beep That's good. off of you. There you go. <laughs> That's a detox bath. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love
0: it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So Delroy is saying,
1: "Care for yes. yourself."
0: Exactly.
1: Care for yourself. Care yeah. For yourself. Love yourself. Yes. It's so love important.
0: Yourself. Yeah. Loving yourself is so important. Loving yeah. yourself before loving others. Yes. This was a great podcast. So I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to today's live. So, again, welcome to my podcast. So, new episodes are available at letsbreakthesilence.com. And please like and subscribe to my Let's Break the Silence with Angeline on Anchor FM. Spotify, Google, Apple, and all the live streams, a rating would be greatly appreciated as well because we're we are breaking the silence on domestic abuse, you know, and narcissistic abuse because it's an issue that I know is swept under the carpet
1: and far more common than people think.
0: Right. And there is a stigma, mm-hmm. is a misconception to display. Yeah. So God bless everyone and have a wonderful day. And we will see you on the next live broadcast. Bye. Bye. To hear more inspiring
1: stories, check out other episodes of Let's Break the Silence with Angeline on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you would like to join a safe space, join the Let's Break the Silence group on Facebook today.